So I've started wearing uh, hats more often because uh, I'm a long hair type of dude. And, you know, if I want my hair to stay straight and out of my eyes, I, I, I wear a hat. But the thing is, when I wear hats, they make my head look uh, big, kind of like uh, Lincoln. But do you know what? I saw Lincoln and Daniel Day-Lewis is fucking hot. I don't give a shit. You know what? The, the ladies were all after him, so... I don't know if this is a, a blessing or, or a curse. I, fuck, I'm saying too much. All right, let's just start the fucking show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Canadian Scumbag. I am still alive and kicking, uh, you know. The last couple days have been kind of kind of tough, you know. You got you got work, you got bullshit going on in real life. Uh, but, you know, I'm pushing through. COVID um, should end soon, you know. Apparently uh, Trudeau says he's going to get those fucking vaccines out soon. So hopefully all of this uh, weird uh, I am legendy shit uh, will end soon. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we still got Star Wars. Um, so what to say, what to say? I missed uh, last week's episode, so I'll just give a brief thoughts on it. Uh, it was awesome, uh, really good. Uh, I thought Ahsoka was great. Uh, Rosario Daw Dawson did a great job uh, bringing her to the uh, main, uh, uh, or the uh, silver screen, not the main screen. And... Um, I thought it was kind of like an old Japanese samurai movie at the end there when she was fighting that lady with the Beskar spear. Um, so yeah, I really liked the last episode and I thought it couldn't get better. And now we know the fucking baby's name. We don't have to call him Baby Yoda anymore, even though everybody's going to call him Baby Yoda. But he actually has a name. It's Grogu. And apparently they were training him on the Je uh, in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, but then something bad happened and he had to leave. So I'm guessing that was uh, Order 66, if I had to be a betting man. So yeah, last week's episode was great. But this one on Friday, holy fucking shit, Boba Fett is back. And not only is he back, but it seems like he's uh, going to be part of the main cast, at least for... Uh, the rest of this season. Um, so, I mean, let's just get right into it. So he, he goes to Typhon, and I was surprised at how fast-paced this episode was. They really blew everything out of the park. Uh, I skipped the opening preview, which did show that Boba Fett was going to be in it. So Boba Fett showing up was, thankfully for me, a surprise, but a lot of people got spoiled by the preview, which is good why I'm skipping it. Um, he got there right away and there was a great shot of him, uh, with baby Yoda, uh, carrying baby Yoda up to the seeing stone on his jetpack. I thought that was so cool. Uh, and it makes sense. Cause it's like, well, you're at the bottom of, uh, a mountain and you wouldn't just fucking climb all the way up. So yeah, naturally you would grab the kid and, and, you know, use your jetpack. And that's one of the things I like about what they're doing with this series is, Every decision seems logical. Like they, they don't seem like, oh, we we're doing this the hard way for, for no reason whatsoever. Uh, it, it makes sense. And so um, 
you know, Mando gets to the top of the seeing stone and he puts baby Yoda on the seeing stone and he, he doesn't, he has no idea how this works. He has no idea how the force works. You know, he's, he's a warrior. He's a bounty hunter. He doesn't, he doesn't believe in, in like magic or, or anything supernatural, but baby Yoda or uh, sorry, Grogu starts communicating with a Jedi because the stone lights up and puts some sort of uh, force <laughs> emphasis on the word force field uh, around him and uh, th this was something we'd never seen before because we actually see the force in some ethereal ethereal physical form it's not just invisible and uh, I'm wondering what Jedi he's communicating with now a lot of people are saying Oh, well, he's communicating with Luke because this is six years after Return of the Jedi. So he, he could be communicating with Luke, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was. But there are other Jedi out there. Um, it's very possible that he's communicating with Ezra Bridger from the Rebels series. And um, I think that's very likely. But I think there's also a good chance that it could be Luke as well. The problem with the Luke theory is... Uh, Mark Hamill is in his 60s now, and this takes place when Luke would still be a young man in his 30s. So they would either have to de-age Mark Hamill, which they could do quite easily, to be honest. I mean, the, they, they did it with, um, you know, you know uh, Brad Pitt. They made him look older than he was. I mean, they didn't de-age him. They, they, they aged him up. But I mean, like, watch Benjamin Button. They can make anyone look like any age, no matter what you look like. Um, so that wouldn't be a problem. Or a lot of people are saying you should cast uh, Sebastian Stan as Luke uh, because he looks a lot like Mark Hamill did when he was younger. So I, I don't I don't really know. I don't think they're going to do Luke. I think it's probably going to be Ezra or some other Jedi. I, I, I Actually, the, the more that I think about it now, yeah, it's probably going to be Ezra. Or some people are saying Mace Windu because now that Boba Fett's involved... There might be some sort of conflict when Mace Windu shows up. I don't think they're going to do that, though. I think Windu is fucking dead. Um, you know, and I, I honestly, I don't even think the character is popular enough to bring him back. Like, I mean, everyone loves Samuel L. Jackson. But to be honest, they, they don't really talk about Mace Windu a lot when you, you think about, like, great Star Wars characters. I mean, he's a good character, but he doesn't even come close to like Luke Skywalker or you know Obi Wan Kenobi or or you know Boba Fett at this point. Um, so the Seeing Stone starts working, and then oh my fucking shit! Out of nowhere, it's fucking Slave One from from you know all the other movies. It's Boba's ship, and I I started freaking out, and I said. Holy fuck, it's Boba, fucking Boba Fett's ship. I, I can't fucking believe it. And then I was like, oh, is, is he going to try and kill the Mandalorian? But he doesn't. And he shows up with um, the girl who um, uh, was killed by the guy who betrayed uh, the Mandalorian uh, during one of the uh, season one episodes. So that scene that everyone was theorizing about where Boba is walking through the, where somebody's walking through the desert, you can't see their knees, but he walks up to the dead girl. That was Boba, like everyone thought. So the girl and Boba Fett show up, and and you know she pulls out her sniper rifle, and she's got a lock on Baby Yoda, and um, Boba Fett shows up, and he's like, "Listen, 
I don't want to cause any trouble, but I want my armor back. And or he's like, I want my armor. And and the Mandalorian's like, you're not getting my fucking armor, you asshole. You'll have to peel it off my dead body. And he's like, not your armor, dipshit. I want my armor, the the armor you took from Cobb Vanth. And the Mandalorian asks him, well, I mean, are you Mandalorian? It only belongs to you if you're Mandalorian. To which he replies, I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe or or the galaxy, which is what his father also said in uh, Attack of the Clones. Um, so at this point, it's like, hmm, is Boba a Mandalorian or not? Or is Jango a Mandalorian? I guess we're going to find out. So the Imperials show up. Because they put a tracker on um, the Razor Crest, which is uh, Mando's ship. And this is when shit gets really, really cool. So they send down a, um, a drop ship out of the Imperial Cruiser. And uh, Boba and um, uh, I don't remember the, the, the female's name. The, the woman with the sniper, the other bounty hunter, and uh, Mando. They all start fighting these uh, stormtroopers. And it was really cool because... You know, you had the Mando and the other chick uh, blasting these stormtroopers away with their guns and their weapons. But um, Boba was doing mostly hand-to-hand combat. Um, he was taking them out with his big-ass stick, smashing the stormtroopers over the fucking head and just stabbing them uh, with the pointy edge of uh, whatever that, uh, you know, staff-like weapon was. I, I believe that um, staff is uh, a Tusken Raider weapon. So I'm guessing Boba killed a Tusken Raider and took that weapon from him. And, uh, you know, the entire scene, you're thinking, you know, when's Boba going to get his armor? When's Boba going to get his armor? And Boba, you know, sees um, the Razor Crest and he runs in there to get his armor. And so you know right away it, it, it's going to happen. Um so the Mando and uh, the other uh, lady are getting uh, ganged up on and all these stormtroopers are going to kill them. And then out of nowhere, a thermal detonator comes out of the sky and boom, kills all the stormtroopers and saves them. And that's when we got the money shot. And Boba Fett comes in and he starts taking stormtroopers out and he's got his armor back. And it was amazing because like a lot of people point out, um, Boba Fett is a great character, but he hasn't really done much in the actual movie. See, the thing about Boba Fett is he's a great character because there's a lot of stories about him in the video games and the comic books and the novels. There's a lot of good material there, uh, which makes him a good character. But in the movies, he doesn't really do much. I mean, he gets killed by Han Solo. He shows up in Return of the Jedi, or not Return of the Jedi, uh, well, I mean, he he was in that too, but he shows up in Empire, uh, you know, for the first time. He doesn't really do much. He, uh, he had a bit scene in New Hope, uh, but now we actually got to see him fight and actually be a part of the plot of the story. So he, he fucking wastes all these stormtroopers. And I think I agree with what everyone is saying, uh, which is this guy is like the John Wick of the Star Wars universe. And I, I totally agree. He is. Because he's just fucking killing them left and right, and and not and the one thing I appreciated too was he's not just shooting them with his blaster. He's he's using hand to hand combat, and the fight choreography was amazing. So um, I believe it was uh, Robert uh, Rodriguez who uh, directed uh, this episode. Yeah, so he I really like what he did. Uh, I mean, he's always done really good action. Uh, I think he directed what was it Machete. 
a machete. I, I, with, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, fuck. He's a Hispanic actor. I can't remember his name. Uh, Danny Trejo. Yeah. I think he directed that. Um, and he directed this episode perfectly. The action was on point. So, um, yeah, they kill all the stormtroopers. Boba Fett is back. It was fucking awesome. And you know what? I just want to say I'm a huge fan of the Mandalorians and this show. And to see the original Mandalorian come back, it was just amazing. Um, so, you know, they kill all the stormtroopers. It's all good. Uh, but then uh, they blow up the Razor uh, Crest with the Imperial Cruiser from or orbit. The, the cruiser shoots down a missile and it just blows up the Razor Crest. And then there's something that happens later with the ship that I find really, you know, kind of not uh, realistic. But again, this is Star Wars. But I'll get to that later. But And then they send the Dark Troopers down, which are like these flying droids. And the Dark Troopers go down to the Seeing Stone and they capture Baby Yoda. Now, uh, Boba follows Baby Yoda and the Dark Troopers up to the Imperial ship. And he sees the ship and he's like, oh, God, no, the Empire's back. And um, the uh, the Dark Troopers manage to get Baby Yoda into the ship, unfortunately. And they say, you know, Boba can't, you know, blow up the Dark Troopers in Slave One because if he does that, you know, he's going to kill the baby. So they kind of just have to let the dark troopers take him. But okay. And here's where there's a minor plot hole. Why didn't Mando use his jetpack to get back to the top of the hill when they were going back for baby Yoda? Because the first time he used it, but then when they had to get back, when the dark troopers were coming, he didn't use the jetpack and it would have been faster. So that, that part didn't make sense. Um, but then uh, we get some more information about Boba Fett, which we've been waiting for for fucking years. So we finally find out what's the deal with Boba. So uh, the Mando actually manages to recover uh, what was, or, or, or sorry, not, not what was, uh, the Beskar staff from the Razor Crest. So it seems like Beskar is pretty much indestructible at this point because the whole ship blew up. But the, the Beskar staff is fine. So I think like it, it can just survive anything, which makes sense. It, it, the lightsaber, you know, attacks can't do anything about it. So, you know, Boba says, you know, you know, come on over here. Uh, let me show you something. So Boba touches a button on his armor that displays a chain code hologram. And Boba starts to explain his family history. Boba explains that Jango Fett, whose chain code is all is in the armor, as well as his own chain code, um, was his father, as we all know, and that Jango Fett was a, a foundling and a Mandalorian, and that he fought in the Mandalorian Civil Wars. And the the Mando says, Oh, your father was a foundling, so this armor belongs to you. So I guess um, essentially how it works is Boba himself is not a Mandalorian, but since his father was a Mandalorian and his father died, uh, by Mandalorian law, he still gets to wear the armor, even though he's not really a Mandalorian, because it was his father's, which makes sense because, you know, the whole Mandalorian tradition is to pass it on to your family. So he should be allowed to have the armor. So Boba is not a Mandalorian like his father. Maybe he will become one at some point down the line. But th uh, there we finally have it. 
Um, so I guess uh, they're sticking to a bit of the Legends material because in Legends, Django was a foundling uh, in the comic book uh, Star Wars Django Fett Open Seasons, which I recommend all of you go out and read. It's fantastic. Um, so, yeah. And then Boba says to uh, Din, the Mandalorian, he says, uh, we're in your debt because we promised to, um, you know, protect the child uh, if you gave us uh, my armor back. Now we have the armor, but the child's been uh, kidnapped by the Empire. So we're in your debt. So now Boba and um, Mrs. What's-her-name, again, I, I can't... Uh, actually remember her name I'll, I'll look up the actress's name later but uh, they actually join uh, um, the, uh, the mando to um to uh, get um, uh, grogu back from the empire so i think that was really cool and now they can fly around in slave one um because you know uh, uh, din's ship was blown up so now they can travel around in in uh, boba's uh, ship slave one so at that point not much really happens at the end of the episode uh, other than the fact that he goes to Navarro, he gets Cara Dune again, and he tells Cara Dune to bust uh, Bill Burr's character out of prison. Because Bill Burr used to work for the Empire um, in the Imperial Age, so he probably knows about Moff Gideon. So that's where the episode ends. Bob Boba Fett has joined uh, the crew as well as his partner, and Cara Dune and Bill Burr's character are going to come back and, and join up. And I'm guessing that uh, Bo-Katan is going to get in on this operation as well because, you know, she's also after Moff Gideon and she wants the Darksaber from Moff Gideon and it, it would just make sense uh, that they would team up with her. So yeah, I got to say the reveal of Boba Fett, the plot progression. Oh, and there's one other scene I missed where uh, they have Grogu, Baby Yoda, uh, whatever the fuck uh, they have Grogu in a holding cell and he's just throwing stormtroopers around using the force and uh, Moff Gideon comes in and he shows Grogu the lightsaber and he says oh you remember this don't you from the days of old and he's like but you don't you you can't you won't be allowed to play with such things anymore so you can you can tell Moff Gideon knows that baby Yoda is intelligent because he can you know understand uh, language to a certain extent so I'm sure Moff Gideon knows a lot more about uh, Grogu's past than we do. Yeah, so overall, I think uh, this one uh, definitely had to be the best out of the series. If I had to be a betting man, I would say it was. I'm going to give this one a 10 out of 10. Uh, great plot progression, amazing action. They handled Boba Fett perfectly. Uh, he he's not overshadowing our the original cast. Um, we're setting up. I, I we're setting up next week's episode perfectly. I can't I can't wait to see what happens. So, my guess is next week's episode will be them getting Bill Burr, and then after that they'll probably team up and go after Moff Gideon. So yeah, um, Boba Fett's back, and I think we can all celebrate now. So that's about it for this week's episode. Seasons beatings, everyone. I hope you're all having a great, uh, uh, you know, Christmas season so far. Because we are, we are uh, early into the season, but we're into it. I watched um, Scrooge last night. It was absolutely hilarious. Thought it was fantastic. 
And, uh, you know, yeah, I got to say, like, everyone says, like, Christmas is the best holiday. It's even better than um, birthdays. Yeah, and I got to say, I, I agree. I actually like Christmas more than my own birthday. My own birthday can kind of get depressing because I feel like you end up, just, like, doing too much self-reflection that leads to just self-hatred. and you, 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 you feel guilty about all the shitty stuff you've done in the past um and and you make yourself feel more guilty than you need to but it, it i think it's just like you know everyone around you is being so nice to you and you're just thinking like ah you know i i, I could have been better to the the people that i loved so you know that that's why birthdays can kind of suck but yeah, Christmas is it's like, fuck it, everyone's happy, you know, probably because everyone gets drunk around Christmas time, it probably helps it. Um, but, um, you know, it, it is a happy season. And this is coming from a guy who isn't religious at all. Like, I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not an atheist, uh, necessarily. But I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not a religious person either. I don't really, can I don't really care about whether or not there's a God. I don't even think about whether or not there's a God, but uh, I, I just celebrate it for the holiday. And I think that's what most people are doing at this point. So it, it doesn't even really matter what you believe in. You know, there's everyone of every, you know, race and nationality is, is celebrating Christmas and it's all good. But you know, there's one aspect of it that is kind of weird to me, and it, it is kind of something that, you know, I think people got have to, I wouldn't say work on, but just like be aware of. And it's, you know, like I would, when I was a kid, I used to have this attitude, like when I was like 13 or 14 years old, I, I used to have this attitude of like, man, fuck it, don't, well, don't tell kids about Santa Claus because it's uh, bullshit and you shouldn't lie to them. I, you know, I've, I've kind of, I've kind of gotten over it. Like, I don't care if, um, kids, parents tell their kids that Santa Claus is real. Um, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if the parents tell them that he's not real, but, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing if they do. But one of the issues, and I, I, I saw someone on Facebook complain about this and I was like, yeah, it's that, that fucking sucks is uh the issue of you know people say about santa claus well he can bring you whatever you want essentially and the problem is not everyone's parents can afford everything and so that's not true so the issue is you know you see kids going to school and there's some kids who will you know be able to afford or their parents will be able to afford the presents that they want for Christmas and they're under the belief that Santa Claus is getting them and then the poor kids um, whose parents can't buy them the expensive gifts are you know left thinking like you know why didn't Santa Claus bring me any expensive gifts and I think you know someone provided a pretty a rational a solution to this problem and you know it's not to say stop telling them about santa but it's just to say um let the kids know that the expensive gifts have to come from mom and dad and that the less expensive gifts should come from santa and i think that's pretty reasonable because that way the kid recognizes that if he didn't get an expensive gift he knows that it's not because Santa hates him. It's because mommy and daddy, you know, just couldn't afford it. 
And, you know, that way, you know, he can get the less expensive gifts from Santa and still believe in Santa Claus. So I, I think that's a pretty good compromise. And I'm not trying to be a dick and like overanalyze things. I just hate to see, you know, uh, kids think that they did something wrong when they didn't, you know, because we always say, you know, if, you know, if you don't get the presents that you wanted, it's because you're a bad boy or because you're a bad girl. And that's just not necessarily true. So, you know, we don't want to make kids feel bad and, and shitty for, you know, no reason. So that, that was what I would call the Santa Claus dilemma. Um, yeah, the, the other Santa Claus dilemma is that it just scared the shit out of me as a kid. I was actually fucking terrified of it when I was young because I was like, I'm glad this guy is giving us free shit, but he's coming into our fucking house. This is creepy, <laughs> you know, um, and then I sometimes think about, you know, do kids like do they really believe in Santa or is this just sort of like a, they want to believe? And I think it's more of. And yeah, I think it's 50-50. I think a lot of them really do when they're young. I think as they get older, they kind of know it's not. And then when they get told, it's like, eh, whatever. Um, people are like, what age do you stop telling them about Santa? That, that, that's a rough one. Uh, I really don't know. Because like, you know, Joe Rogan said on his, in his stand-up special, you know, you don't want your kid to be the the kid who tells kids that santa's not real because that kid's an ass is an asshole but you don't want him to be the last one to find out that santa's not real because that kid's a moron <laughs> and it's it's uh it's it's pretty brutal but you know it is true i mean you want to be reasonable with your kids and realistic but you don't want to shatter their hopes and dreams but i don't even think it's really much of an issue anymore i think kids just i, I don't think kids even care at this point i think kids just care about getting their presents which is like you know that that, that is what it is and um yeah i it uh it shows how commercialized uh you know the holidays really have become um i you know like to me i i really like i like spending time with my family and i you know i like getting shit but you know it's it's not everything to me and it uh you know it does become like yeah as as you get older you do appreciate um uh things uh a little bit more you know as you get older but to say that your your superficial uh, sense of greed it kind of just disappears as the spirit of christmas goes on that's all bullshit i mean i think you know even the most charitable thankful you know non-greedy people in the world at some point say hey i want to buy a nice tv or hey i want to buy a nice laptop or i want to buy a big ass house or i want to you know give my kids nice presents for christmas so like you know we shouldn't spoil kids and just give them whatever they want, but don't shame parents for giving their kids nice presents because, you know, like not, not all kids are fucking evil. You know, I feel like a lot of people look at little kids and they see them doing bad shit and they think they're evil and it's just not true. So, you know, let families be happy and just give presents for Christmas. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a time of the year where kids get spoiled. You know, it's a time to celebrate. Um, 
holy hell does it make for some uh weird family encounters though that that that, that always like i i won't get into any personal details but like people always tell me like that's the one thing about the holidays they don't like is is, is seeing relatives they have disagreements with and that's never been an issue for me my you know i like i that's never been an issue for me but um yeah i guess for some people it is because some people have like i think that's a lot of political thing like people get in political arguments over the dinner table um yeah so i i try to keep that you know you know when people say you gotta try to keep politics out of the family get-togethers yeah i i gotta say i agree with that one because it just makes everything messier. Like, I don't like arguing, especially over the holidays. Like, I, I feel like some people like arguing. And in some cases, you know, it is good and it is necessary to argue to sometimes it, it leads to a solution. But it's just like, like incessant bickering. I've tried to get all that bullshit out of my life. And it, like, I don't want any of that around the holidays because it just it just leads to nowhere. You know, you got to be able to sit down and have a mature a conversation with somebody. So this was originally going to be a separate segment, but I think it works better uh, if I se uh, segment it into the regular show. And I'm just going to do it because this is going to be part of my Christmas specials. Um, so we are going to go over uh, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. I have the original book, uh, right here. This was one of my favorites uh, uh, growing up as a kid. Um, so uh, I thought, why not over intellectualize it as an adult and uh, rip it to fucking shreds uh, now that I am a bitter old uh, piece of shit <laughs> or an older piece of shit. I'm still considered a young man. All right. So let's uh, get started. Uh, I have the book right here. Um, I don't think this is the colored version. I think they did do a colored version. How the Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss. Um, really like the artwork here. It does make everything pop. He had a very distinctive, uh, style with the facial features and everything. Um, I'm wondering, are the who's, it looks like everyone who's a regular person in every one of Dr. Seuss's novels is a who. So I'm wondering in like the fucking cat, the, the hat books, are the kids who's? I, I don't fucking know. Are, are the parents, are the, are those people who's? I, I don't like, is there some, is is this canonical? Does the, is, is this the Dr. Seuss multiverse? Like the MCU? Okay, let's keep going. Uh, second page, uh, just illustrations uh, here. Uh, pictures of, uh, who is it? Cindy Lou Who holding the wreath. That's nice. Backsplash page, how the Grinch stole Christmas. All right, well, he's behind um, a, a Christmas tree, which is like, first of all, this thing is withering to shit. Um, go get some regular Christmas stock from the proper tree store because this thing is a piece of crap. I don't care that this book was written in the 1960s. People should have had a better access to better trees. This is bullshit. I could go in the backyard right now and hack down a tree that would look better than this little fucking sapling. Um, 
I do like the Grinch uh, creeping from behind it, though. Uh, I think he's on. I think he's stoned. His eyes are bloodshot red. I think he's on. He's on something. Yeah, no, the Grinch is on drugs. So there's the problem right now. I mean, he's he's on some sort of bender of some kind. That's why this this whole fucking nightmare is going on. This is a this this is an anti drug book. That's what this is. This was written by the cops. Yeah, no, the Reagans would have like a field day with this thing. All right, next page. Are we actually going to start the story or is it more commercial bullshit? For Teddy Owens, I'm very glad. No one knows who the fuck that is. All right, let's keep going. 1957, dear God in heaven. I can smell the 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 the, the lack of of of, uh, of of women's rights on this thing just, just from um, reading it. That's how old it is. It it predates equality. That's how old this fucking book is. <clears throat> okay, let's start the actual story. Every who down in Whoville who liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch who lived just north of Whoville did not. The Grinch hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Now, please don't ask why. No one knows quite the reason. Okay, well, I can point out several right here. Um, I'm looking at the picture. Well, first of all, he lives in a fucking cave. That is not... Um, he, that is not good. There's no 401k going on here and it, there's no mortgage. It's just a cave. So that is a, a nightmare on, on its own. And again, like I said before, the gentleman appears to be on some kind of narcotics. He has the face of a dog. So we know no woman is touching him, clearly. Um, um, I'm examining the man's body. He is covered in fur. Uh, green fur, as we know from the colorized version, um, it, he, it's somebody, oh my God, this is really is like Dr. Frankenstein. His skin has like pockets in it and he has no toes and he's lacking a pair of genitals. Yeah, no, there, that no one knows quite the reason. I just pointed out like a dozen. What the fuck are you talking about? All right, let's keep going. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. No, it's screwed on just right. It, it just ain't looking too good. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. Well, his shoes seem to be part of his body. So that, again, it's not, that's gross. Um, but I think that the most likely the reason of all may have been that his heart was two t sizes too small. So I, and he's suffering from so, some sort of cardiac uh, uh, illness. That's that. That's horrible. Man's gonna have a heart attack. See, this is why you take baby aspirin. Learned a lot of lessons from this book. Next page. And they're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming. I must find some way to stop Christmas from coming. Um, that's a holiday, asshole. Also, I want to point out, I know how this fucking story ends. That is an inaccurate title. You're not stealing shit, buddy. I know how this story goes. Um... Yeah, so the, and again, the who's down in Whoville are living in fucking houses, and this asshole's living in a cave. Um, 
so just more of a and, and now that the hair i'm seeing more of his hair not looking too good either so yeah i i don't know I, like people are like why is he so why does he hate everything well i would hate, hate everything too if i look like this guy okay uh, next paragraph uh, but whatever the reason his heart or his shoes he stood there on christmas eve hating the who's yeah i would too uh, staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm-lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every who down in Whoville beneath was busy now, hanging a mistletoe wreath. Okay, those things are just excuses for sexual harassment, and we all know that, so whatever. <laughs> Why are all the trees lopsided, too? Yeah, Dr. Seuss is was a fan of lumpy structures. He he liked that for some reason. That was his style. Oh god, and here we go. Yeah, Mary Mary, all the who girls and boys would make bright and early. They'd rush for their toys and then oh the noise, oh the noise, noise, noise. That's one thing he hated. The noise, 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 noise. Yeah, well, I mean so this guy is just demanding a, a reasonable night's sleep. Again, I don't see what's so wrong with that. And these assholes are, what well, it's probably like eight in the morning. There's one kid's banging a drum. Um, the other children are running, driving a, uh, a, a, a little uh, a train around. Um, and why are they so tiny? This is not normal. They're they're the Grinch is like proportionate to human size, but the children are are like malnourished. The, this kid is the same size as the arrows he's shooting out of the, the his bow. The the tennis racket is bigger than 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 the kid who's holding it. This is a nightmare. This isn't Christmas at all. This is this is a sick fucked up world. Doctor Seuss, you're a monster. Okay, here we go. When the Who's young and old would sit down to feast, and they'd feast, and they'd feast, and they'd feast, 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 feast. Yeah, and yeah, it's greedy assholes. There's an excessive amount of food here, and I'm guessing that you could donate some of that to the poor, but you don't. You choose to eat it. Why don't you give it to the fucking... There's people living in caves around your city. There's no government or anything like that. This is just anarchy. Okay. They would feast on who pudding and rare hoost no rare who roast beast, which was something the Grinch couldn't stand in the least. Well, yeah, it's roast beast. That doesn't sound tasty. It's eating a beast. No. And and then they'd do something he'd like least of all. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, would stand close together with Christmas bells ringing. They'd stand hand in hand and the who's would start singing. Yeah, and again, this is just like self-aggrandizement. It's like, look at us. We're the nice people. I hate them too. Like, I'm I'm on Team Grinch with this one. And they'd sing and they'd sing and they'd sing, 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 sing with absolutely no regard for you know, anyone who's living next door, might I add. <laughs> and the more the Grinch thought of this Who Christmas sing, the more the Grinch thought, I must stop this whole thing. Why, for 53 years, I holy shit! 53 years I've put up with it now, I must stop this Christmas 
from coming, but how? Yeah, 50, 53 years. Yeah, that's that's brutal, man. That is five decades of, of overly loud bullshit. This is just, this is the rash. This shouldn't be called the Grinch who stole Christmas. This should be called the rational neighbor who who's standing up for his rights and his property. And then he got an idea, an awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea of what he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna lay some napalm down on the Whovilles uh, city because that's what I'd like to happen. Um, all I need is a reindeer. The Grinch looked around, but since reindeer are scarce, there was none to be found. Did that stop the old Grinch? No, the Grinch simply said, if I can't find a reindeer, I'll make one instead. So he called his dog Max, then he took some red thread, and he tied a big horn to the top of his head. Okay, now he's abusing animals, so this isn't good either. The dog Max. The horn is too heavy, too. I know just what to do, the Grinch laughed in his throat, and he made a quick Santa Claus hat and a coat. And he chuckled and clucked, what a great Grinchy trick. With his coat and this hat, I look just like St. Nick. No, dumbass, you don't. The physical features are all off. Santa wears pants. You don't. That's the problem. Then the Grinch said, get up. And the sleigh started down toward the to the homes where the Who's lay a snooze in their town. Yeah, so he's making the dog drag him. Then he loaded some bags and some old empty sacks on a ramshackle sleigh, and he hitched up old Max. Yeah, Matt, look, why, okay, you don't need Max at this point, you idiot. And again, this is why you don't do drugs, because he's not understanding the physics of this. If you're going down the hill on your sleigh, then you don't need Max, because the momentum is just going to push forward. And if you have him in the front, you're going to kill him. And then when the dog dies, then you can't have the dog drag you back up. You put the dog in the sleigh, you go down, you rip the people off, then you put the dog back on the leash, and the dog pulls you up, and then you go back down. That's or back up to the your cave. That's how you do this. He's too he's too out of it to do this. He's too on poppers or whatever. All their windows were dark, quiet snow filled the air. All the who's were all dreaming dreams without care. When he came to the first house on the square, this is stop number one, the old Grinchy Claus hissed. And he climbed to the roof, empty bags in his fist. This is actually creepier than I remember. It's honestly, like, he's actually straight breaking and entering. He's going right in through the chimney. You can hear the theme song playing in my head. JP Who. Yeah, well, he's ripping your, your ass off. Oh, there he goes, down under the Christmas tree. But then he slid down the chimney, a rather tight pinch. But if Santa could do it, then so could the Grinch. He got stuck only once for a moment or two. Then he stuck his head out of the fireplace flue. Were the little who stockings all hung in a row? These stockings, he grinned, are the first things to go. My God, this really was the 1950s. Look at all the gifts. Buy them a bicycle and a little wagon. It's like, yeah, this, this really was dated. 
Um, also, those kids would wake up. He, he's grabbing... One, if you grabbed one of those socks or stockings off the tree, the whole thing would clatter down and, that, and one of the wires would snag the tree and you get a whole collapse and, and then you're busted. The kids are up, they see the Grinch, boom, this whole operation's over. You're, you're like trying to Mission Impossible this thing and you just, you're scraping by. Okay, next page. Then he slithered and slunk with a smile most unpleasant. What's up with the fucking rhyming? Like, you're, come on. Fucking Takashi 6ix9ine over here. Uh, with a smile most unpleasant. Around the whole room and he took every present. Pop guns and bicycles, roller skates, drums, checkerboards, tricycles, popcorn, and plums. Then he stuffed them in bags, then the Grinch very nimbly. Stuffed all the bags one by one up the chimbley. The chimbley? It's the, the chimney. And he pulled, again, the amount of clatter that's going on right next to the Who's would wake them up. This is ridiculous. And it's going up the chimbley. Because apparently the writer's also on drugs because he doesn't know how to spell chimney. <laughs> okay, now I'm getting kind of hungry. Then he slunk to the icebox. He took the Who's feast he took the who pudding. He took the roast beast. I thought they ate it. Wait, all of this food, none of it's been eaten. The roast beast doesn't have a single bite over of it. They, 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 they just, okay, they, these people really are wasting food. Yeah, no, he should take it. They didn't eat that whole roast beast. He cleaned out the icebox quick as a flash. Why that Grinch, he even took their last can of who hash. For those of you who don't know what hash is, uh, it is a type of marijuana. So again, this just proves that this guy's a drug addict. Uh, no, but, uh, I think hash is like, like hash browns or like, it's like mashed up like beef or something. Like I think I've had it before. Then he stuffed all the food up the chimney. Now you can spell it with glee. And now the Grinch, I will stuff, grin to the Grinch. I will stuff up the tree. Well, not a very, why are the trees so skinny? They're just making it easier for this guy. And then the Grinch grabbed the tree and he started to shove when he heard a small sound like the coo of a dove. He turned around fast and he saw a small who, little Cindy Lou who, who is no more than two. The Grinch had been caught by his tiny, this tiny who daughter, who got out of her bed for a cold, cup of cold water. She stared at the Grinch and said, Santa Claus, why? Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? Um, yeah, two, no two-year-old can talk. So, that, no, right there. That That's the issue. She is like the size of his foot. She really is tiny in this cartoon. And his fib fooled the child. Then he patted her head and he got her a drink. Oh, wait, no, I think I missed it. But, the, but you know that old... Okay, here it is. Was so smart and slick. He thought up a lie and he thought it up quick. Why, my sweet little tot, the fake Sandy Claus lied. There's a light on this tree that won't light on one side. So I'm taking it home to my workshop, my dear. I'll fix it up there, then I'll bring it back here. And his fib fooled the child. Then he patted her head and he got her a drink and sent her to bed. And that when Cindy Lou Who went to her bed with her cup, he went up to the chimney and stuffed the tree up. Okay, well, okay, first of all, 
you just let your family get ripped off, Cindy. You're a horrible, horrible daughter. What a terrible example you're setting uh, for the rest of your brothers and sisters. Um, you just let this guy rip off your family. What a, what, how horrible. Then the last thing he took was the log for their fire. Then he went up the chimney himself, the old liar. On their walls, he left nothing but hooks and some wire. And the one speck of food that he left in the house was a crumb that was even too small for a mouse. So you're not just stealing Christmas, you're stealing everything. So this is why this is a robbery. Then he did the same thing to the other who houses, leaving crumbs much too small for the other who mouses. They look like rats to me. It was quarter past dawn. Okay, yeah, Max's back would be ripped in two if he was dragging that massive fucking sleigh up the hill. It was quarter past dawn and all the who's still abed. All the who's still a snoozed when he packed up his sled. Packed it up with their presents, the ribbons, the wrappings, the tags and the tinsel, the trimming, the trappings. 3,000 feet up, up the side of Mount Crumpet. The road with his load to the tip top to dump it. Oh, he rode with his load. That sounded gross. Poo poo to the who's he was grinchishly humming. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I've read the book. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouse will hang open a minute or two. Then the who's down in Whoville will all cry boo hoo. That's a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. I wonder what the dog thinks about all this. He's kind of neutral in this whole thing. So he paused and the Grinch put his head to his ear. And he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started to in low, then it started to grow. But the sound wasn't sad. Why this sound sounded merry. It, sa it couldn't be so. It was merry, very. He stared down at Whoville. The Grinch popped his eyes. Then he shook. What he saw was a shocking surprise. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presence at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. Dude, give it 15 minutes. Once the DMT wears off on these fucking people, they'll be fucking crying in the snowbanks. Don't worry about it. Um, Here we go. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. Shut the fuck up, phone. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. It does come from a store. I was just talking about that. <laughs> well, and then what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And the minute his heart didn't feel quite so right, he whizzed his load down through the bright morning light. Ugh. And he brought back the toys and he food for the feast. And he, he himself, the Grinch, carved the roast beast. So what did this story teach us, kitties? You can rip people off. And as long as you give it back afterward, 
you will not be held accountable. And and, and you can do it well on mind-altering drugs to people who are on mind-altering drugs. Merry Christmas. <laughs>